This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. The following program is mildly humorous, slightly entertaining, and may result in temporary blindness, vertigo, and excessive back hair. Listener discretion is advised. And by the way, this is Funny People Talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Funny People Talking. I I don't know why I just said it that way. That's a, it's, that, that's more just, that's very announce It's because you're a funny person and you're talking. That's it. Hi, I'm Mark Rako, one of your hosts. With me is my co-host and just an incredible person, Ms. Danielle Beckman. Hello. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Well, Yay. one time won't hurt me. Yeah. And uh, also our wonderful producer, Elsie. Hello. Hi. Well, I'm going to thanks for that. You're welcome. Oh, maybe it's opposite day. <laughs> oh, it is. Definitely. Uh, and also with us is Philip Atmore. He's our guest today. He is an actor. He's an actor on Broadway, everybody. And he's done lots more than that. But right now, he is one of the people on Broadway in an upcoming production of Kiss Me Kate. The big, big, famous Shakespeare-inspired uh, extravaganza. And we're going to find out... All about being a professional actor and and much more. And he's, he's such a fun, funny guy and looking forward to diving into all that with you. So hello, Philip. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Welcome. Now shut up. It's what we can do at the beginning of the show. Uh, JK. <laughs> so uh, glad you're with us, everybody. Um, let me start out uh, as per usual by posing a query to Ms. Danielle. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, as she braces herself for whatever could come, whatever I've noticed about her today. Yeah, what did you notice, Mark? Well, I'm just curious about the hula hoop. Oh, yeah. So, so and, and what I'm curious about is yeah. why you're just simply holding it. You're not using it. I didn't see any yeah. hula hooping or hula-ing or hooping. Uh, I You've just been standing there for as long as you've been here in the studio today, just holding it and i don't really why understand. do you always have to call me out on these things it's okay it is what i do i friend. know okay so do you know what is crazy about this hula hoop what? is my roommate she made it she makes hula hoops she and a couple of her friends what? so <laughs> she's an artist she's a crafter she's a doer she's a you know she does and so she made this hula hoop so long story short i was in my apartment I lost one of my favorite rings. It's a, uh, one of my favorite pieces of jewelry. And I was like, oh, my God. She heard me whining. I was like, where is my ring? Where is my ring? And she's like, well, maybe this giant ring will make you feel better. And I was like, yeah, can I actually um, bring this into Midtown with me? That would be great. So she let me have it. But it's like all pretty, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's like really multicolored. Nice. It's really. What is that made of? Um, I think some of it is made of wrappers. Like candy like, wrappers? Can, yeah. Wow. Like, for real, though. <laughs> oh. This is all real. <laughs> so, of course it's real. It's always real. But, yeah. I, but I love the fact that, once again, I've hit the bullseye with something that actually connects with Danielle's life. I know. I it's have really such kind of strange crazy. things going on. That's So, I wonder what would make someone say, because I've always wondered about pe- certain people's lives where they say, like, this is what I need to do with my life. Well, like today, I hula hoop. Yeah, like today I make a hula hoop. 
I know. Well, yeah, I wonder well, about first that one, too. Well, I've always wondered that with the first time people do things like who ate a lobster the first time and said, I need some of that. I guess You that's know, true, I yeah. mean, and but I mean, a hula hoop, it's like who tried, like, how did someone discover that? Did like, was someone standing, like there was a giant smokestack ring that fell off a roof and ended up like falling right onto a person at the right angle that it kind of jingled around them until it hit the ground and they go, hey, I could play with that. Yeah, and they just shook their hips and yeah. it stayed up. And they, they were in were the like, middle Whoa. of doing a, a, a dance. <laughs> it was in Hawaii, so they were hula. <gasps> Dang it, you're right. That's and right. it just kind of worked because if it wasn't in Hawaii, if it was in Kentucky, they would have been playing a banjo and it would just got stuck on the banjo. Yeah, it's true. Because no, we know that's all the people in Kentucky do. I love the banjo. <laughs> I think you should learn to play. Well, you know what? Your other roommate makes banjos. Yes, she does. No, dang it, it's a guy. I'm sorry. I live with a married couple. Okay, that's true. Now everyone knows a lot about me. So, I know. <laughs> Daniel is at 5492. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, I do still remember my address, though, from when I was um, five years old in San Diego. Do you remember yours, Mark? I think I do. Philip, do you remember your address? I do, I do. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I do, I do want to say that I lived on Farnsworth Road. Okay. And I believe Farnsworth was the inventor of the television, I Whoa. think. Not the inventor of the hula hoop, though. So I don't know about this person. Mr. Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hooper. Uh, oh, man. That, that's Mr. Hoop. So uh, do you have a nerd tip for us today yes. to... to I do. Lit off the show. And I think that everyone's really going to thank me for this nerd tip. So okay. what I wanted to If you're not if you're not busy hula hooping. Yeah, when you're not busy hula hooping, but you are on your iPhone. So I've been looking into games on my iPhone recently. Okay, so this this game you can get on the App Store and it's called Ridiculous Fishing, a Tale of Redemption. Have you heard of it, Philip? No, I have he not. He just looks really impressed. I like the <laughs> announcer voice that you've done it with. Thank <laughs> you all. And so I found out that like a lot of people are addicted to it. So basically, whether you like to fish in real life, whether you wish that you could fish, there's a poem coming. Spoken um, word. Yes, thank you. Um, it's basically you, you have to move your phone around a lot. Like you can tilt it a lot when you play, which makes it a little more interactive. And it's basically a three-part structure, and you play as a fisherman named Billy. And he is on a quest of redemption. So it's like pretty complicated and interesting just for an iPhone game. So the what? goal is to like dodge fish. First, first you you put your, your um what's that called? Your line. See, I obviously don't fish, but I play on my phone. You drop your line in the ocean. But it is preparing you for real fishing. Which I, is really yeah, because nice. now I know words like line. Except for when you accidentally chuck your phone into the ocean. Yeah, Oops. see, <laughs> well, that's why it's called ridiculous fishing, because oh. maybe it'll make you do that. Anyway, you can get it on the App Store. It's two ninety nine, but I think it's worth it. Not a sponsor, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 not a sponsor. But the really fun thing at the end is that you basically have to start shooting at the fish, and the go the goal is to blow all the fish away, <laughs> so which is so funny. This is not a cautionary tale of patience at all. This is no, no. This no, is no. just like psh, can't get them with a line. Exactly. <laughs> it, which is really playing into the immediate gratification aspect of, unfortunately, a lot of the online games that have. Really led to violence, Danielle. Well, so. no, it's true, and the end of this game ends like that. But it's really a game. <laughs> Listen, it includes balance and a little bit of strategy. So you know your brain's working. 
Is it possible for Billy to reach redemption in the game? That is the goal. A tale of redemption. Yes, but what I want to know, redemption for what? Is there a backstory they provide? Yeah, I mean, maybe if you go down there. Oh, okay. I mean, I I literally just stared at it online a lot, and I haven't had redemption But I want to know what the redemption is for. Okay, well, you know what? Next time. Maybe he becomes a vegan in the end. No! I I don't understand. Like, what possible thing could have happened to to him in life where he says, you know how I can fix this massive problem that I require redemption for a little fishing, and if it doesn't work out, I'll just shoot the fish. It's probably the, re- shoot enough. the redemption of, like you said, sitting there and sitting and waiting and waiting. You know, someone can That's go mad. That's the best part of fishing. Okay, well then, you know what? You, my friend, oh. might be in the minority. I don't know. I like fishing because, like, I've gone out on my uncle's boat before. That was fun. Once again, I was five, and I remembered my address. At that time. Hmm. Okay. Great white sharks. Um, their babies eat each other in the womb. <gasps> you know what? That could be a part of why Billy is so upset. Yeah, it's survival of the fittest. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. <laughs> Only great white sharks. What about other sharks? I don't know. Okay, we're going to have to check I know on. that the... Um, the great white sharks' babies, while they're in the womb, they eat each other. Isn't that so what all the baby the... shark song's about? No. Oh. But, yeah, the wimpy ones die. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank oh you, Elsie. Oh, my God. I'm glad dogs don't do that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we better start the show before this gets carried yeah. away. Uh, Daniel, tell me to start the show, my friend. Mark, you can start the show. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman, and Elsie. All right, we're here with uh, Philip Atmore, everybody, and Daniel, and Elson and me, and glad you're here along to our, I would like to lead off this conversation with a little news that I think will particularly tickle Ms. Danielle's fancy, and oh, okay. that is, guess, you may never guess, Okay. who did I have a conversation on Twitter with the other day? If I was checking Twitter as much as maybe I should, I would be able to guess this, but I have no idea because I do follow you though, Mark. Oh, oh really? But I'm sorry okay. that I haven't checked okay. up on this I'm not news. concerned. Follow me. Don't follow me. I'm not on Twitter that often, but but I'll give you a hint. Okay. I was on Twitter. <laughs> I know. Who was it? William Shatner. It was. <gasps> Yes. <laughs> William Shatner. That was perfect. I was oh my on... God, wait, he tweeted <laughs> So here's what happened. <clears throat> it was on a complete lark, wild, never going to happen kind of thing. But you don't ask, you don't get. Pretty girl at the dance is waiting. Nobody asks her to dance kind of thing, right? Okay. Mm. Uh, Not that I'm calling analogy. William Shatner a pretty girl, but. Oh, I thought like, you were the works. pretty girl in this situation. Clearly. Totally. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I really like this Philip guy. <laughs> so anyway, so. So, uh, so. I tweeted at William Shatner and I invited him as a guest on the show. Next time you're in New York, we would love to have you on this show, blah, blah, blah. You're what inspired me to get into acting. It's, it was just a true story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And his response was, 
Thank you. I don't do podcasts. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, so, you're having feelings. Well, I, a few things. <laughs> First of all, I would like to point out that the man has made his fame largely on portraying a man of the future. I know. He writes he, futuristic He touched, like, the fiction. real iPads, like, back in the day that now we actually have iPads. Mm. Right. So like, to not embrace podcasting seems, but whatever, that's fiction. He's an actor. Yeah, yeah, they get it. <laughs> but what I don't understand is why not? I mean, I yeah. can understand if you're not going to do a couple dudes in their garage that have 100 people listening to them. That that I understand you can't do everybody's little garage show. Right. But why would you just universally, empirically not do podcasts? Be, because why? Like, they're just another form of media that exists now. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would like to say, as many people listen to podcasts that are on Twitter... So mm-hmm. if you're using Twitter, you should be willing to use podcasts, mm-hmm. at least as a potential option. You don't do ours. Fine, right. don't do ours. But I don't do podcasts. Now, here's here's what the interesting thing to me was. Immediately, some other person responded to that uh-huh. and said something like, it started a whole little troll. Oh, no. of course. Tr- troll <laughs> thing that everyone's Beware like, he's just an old, you know, fart. You know, grumpy oh, man, man, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I realized that I kind of felt the same way, but I really didn't want to burn any bridges or publicly. And oh, I would like a side important side note I had previously been blocked by William Shatner on Twitter, which what? was a crushing personal blow to me. Rude. I never told you that. What? No, yes, sometime. So, okay, so going back in time. <laughs> When the previous uh, iteration of the show, Monkey Radio, uh, I had an idea to try to get either William Shatner, John Stewart, or Tina Fey on the show. Mm-hmm. That was my like like tr- trio of guests. Yeah, it was good guests. And oh the idea, I called it Operation Shatner Fey Stewart. And I did a whole promo for it. And the idea was whichever of them first agreed to come on the show, even for 30 seconds, yeah. by phone... We would donate a significant amount of money to a charity of their choice. That's awesome. Okay. I see no reason why someone couldn't possibly try. It was worth a shot, right? Yeah. It got me blocked on his. It's not like I hit it, like hit his Twitter every day, like do this, do this. I it didn't even do anything. And I don't know what happened. I'm sure it wasn't him personally doing it. It was some intern. His corporation. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. His <laughs> Shatner Corp. But, yeah. um, but anyway. And all of a sudden, I realized I wasn't blocked. So the first thing I do is I oh invite God. him on the show. <laughs> oh, and his response God. is, I don't do podcasts. And it results in this But he did say, whole... thank you. He did say thank you. That was okay. nice. He or his intern. So, yeah, um, So in, in any event, uh, I, I want to say that um, I appreciated him doing that. So I did reply. Thank you very much for taking the time to reply. Um, and then... I responded to someone else's nasty troll message. Of course. Something along the lines of his loss, but he has a right to decide what media he wants to appear on. Mm. Nice. And so I will put it out to the universe that if you, Mr. Shatner, or any other member of the Star Trek universe wishes at any point in time to come on this show, 
we will bend over backwards to accommodate you doing so. Are you okay with that, Elsie? Yeah. Okay, thanks. She will be doing the backbend. Yes. <laughs> do you do you backbend? Do you do gym- have you ever done gymnastics? Um, no. Me neither. So you don't look flexible to me. Here we have our dancer right here. So <laughs> maybe we can invite Philip and be like, "Can yeah, you bend over backwards?" See if I still got it. What's right? the extent of your gymnastic ability at this point? Which you know I, I realize publicly, I have you probably have always, to say, I can do always, always had a tremendous fear of being upside down without the support of my hands. I'm not a gymnast. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> however, he's a hoofer. However, I oh. love watching gymnasts. I'm, you know, they're, you know, alien, well, aliens to me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? My head shaking doesn't make sound. <laughs> but no, I'm high on. But no, but it does. But it still sent chills through my spine. Hula, hula, hula. Um, well, so, okay then. That's so Shatner. Th- that's the new goal, 2019. It is Shatner 2019. So, call it the Shatner <laughs> Challenge, 2019. I know. <laughs> Screw Faye and, Ch- <laughs> and Stewart. <laughs> Just Shatner. No, uh, yeah. actually, out of the three of them, the one, so it would have been William Shatner previously for me. That would have been my, like, God. But actually, out of those three right now, the one I would most, most like to spend time on in the studio with would be Tina Fey. Absolutely. Um, yes. um, I think she's a genius, honestly. Yeah. I really do. And, um, and I'm very fortunate that right now at a, you know, Annoyingly slow pace, but I have a couple of shows that I produce mm-hmm. that are inching their way towards that being a potential reality. Yeah, we're getting closer to her. Ever close, you know, eight rings outside her universe, but no, but we're all you know, we're all six degrees. Eight hula hoops. Eight, eight hula, hula hoops, hoops, but no, we're six. Thank you, we're all six hula hoops from Kevin Bacon. So I know mm. we actually, gotta be six from Tina. It's true. I'm actually only. How many hoops are you? How many do you have to be? Okay, so if you're, if you've been in something with him, you're one. So if you've been in something with someone who's been with him, in something then with you're him, two, then you're right? Two. Hmm. Then I'm two. There you go. Uh, so see. So done because I because I was in. Uh, the Pink Panther with right. Uh, Steve Martin, who go. was in tr- Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with. Kevin Bacon. Done. What, yeah. what about you, Elsie? Your fiance work with him on the following for two seasons. Oh, so she's one degree. Whoa. Whoa. And I you know, that. fiance, when you guys are married, technically two become one. So there you go. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Finally, my First goal. Degree. My goal of getting married has been revealed. And you also wrote, you know, the song "United States of Bacon" that was featured on our last podcast. That's right. So, so close. I, I mean, our second episode of FPT. I did try to get his attention when that I that song came out. There's a song called "The United States of Bacon." Oh my goodness! I'm learning so much about you. This I is ex- this is amazing. <laughs> Man, um, many do you hats. Know, do you know how many degrees from Kevin Bacon you are? I don't. I'm trying to think. If I if I name the most famous person, maybe okay. let's yeah. see what we can do. You know, Bette Midler. I mean, she does film, right? Yeah, of course. she's got to be lots of stuff. Let's see, right? What can, how, yeah. Let's figure it Hasn't out. Hasn't like David Hyde Pierce done stuff? David Hyde Pierce, maybe. Yeah, maybe David Hyde Pierce. If we can work it out, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Bet just knows Hugh everyone. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Has they have they ever crossed paths? Well, they both dance their asses off. Yes, they do. They're both amazing dancers. 
Hmm. I have to think about this. We could really solve this at some point. I have to think yeah. about this. Yeah, this is a fun challenge. Going. Going. Should have everyone do the Kevin Bacon challenge, and while they do it, they should have six hula hoops. <laughs> He's not going to give that hula. He's nah. going to work that in everywhere. That's it's gonna about be... the thread, you know. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Keep <laughs> knitting. We should have a hula hoop in the studio. Oh, that would be so fun. I brought one today. I can leave it here. Boom. Uh, I mean, you probably got Boom. Shakalaka. Yeah. So what is happening in your world there, Danielle? Okay, you know what's crazy? What? So I live in Carroll Gardens. Which is in where, for those who aren't familiar, who are listening, the three people yeah. outside of New York listening to this. Right. For Pete, the guy, the one guy who plays Petey. D&D. Yeah. Um, I live in Carroll Gardens. Oh, it's in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, it's in Brooklyn, guys. Okay, so there is this woman... And she's called the Green Lady. And I say that because, okay, so everyone listening, I don't know if you guys know this, but Elsie, our producer, loves the color purple. And she has like the actual color, not the play. Oh, I was, I was going to say, oh, she's so woke. Well, I mean, maybe she likes the play. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so I love, hello, I love the color purple. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. That, the, by the, by the way, with, with all due respect to you, Philip, for saying that, <laughs> seriously, because that, that whole woke thing. Yeah. I cannot tell you how tired I am of hearing that I know. disturbing phrase. I know. But everyone says The concept says it now. of being enlightened, I appreciate. Yeah. But. I'll try it on I'm Words woke. with Friends. If it works on Words with Friends, then I think <laughs> maybe we should make it more official. That's an amazing, like, <laughs> vocabulary life statement. You know what? If it works on words with friends, then <laughs> exactly. <good>. Sure. <laughs> if I get to the twelfth question in HQ, I know I'm smart. <laughs> okay, so basically, in in the same way that Elsie loves purple, this woman. Okay, her name is Elizabeth Sweetheart. Oh, right. I want to know her already. No, know. you guys, she's so great. I know. Okay, so anyway, her she's. Called the Green Lady, and actually, the New York Times did a whole special on her. They did a whole article on her. Um, but uh, she's so she's originally from Nova Scotia, but now she lives in Brooklyn in my neighborhood. And when I say the Green Lady, the reason she's green is because her hair is green. Every single thing in her house is green. She'll buy shampoo and then put dye in it to make it green. Is she Irish? Her no, she, well, she's from Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. She's Scotian. That doesn't mean she couldn't have been Irish at some point. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I don't okay, know. Fine. No, I, she, I'm, okay, I'm willing to let it she, go. The way Danielle. she talks about Okay, well, basically, I saw her on the street the other day carrying bounty paper towels. And um, there, the group of friends that I have that we all live in, Carol Gardens, every time we see her, we like want to take a selfie with her and say hi to her. And she loves the color green because... She thinks it's vibrant. It makes you happy. It makes you think of life. Wow. She's just awesome. She's like 75. Work. Carrying her bounty paper towels. Okay. Is there a way we can hook her up with Sesame Street Workshop and so that she can yeah. meet Kermit the Frog? <laughs> you know, I honestly, I got to talk to my friend Google to find out if that's already happened because it might have already happened. She should do She's that like song. kind of it's famous not easy already. Being green. Yeah, it's not easy being green, but see, it's she not thinks easy being green. Da -da. No, but she actually better. she thinks it is easy being green because that's yeah. all she does. Here, Look. here's a photo. Or wicked. Um, yeah. Basically, she's an artist though, and now she like buys and sells um vintage material. So we're home. looking at a photo oh. from an article. Yeah, she's so cute. <laughs> she she is cute. She's 
she's her whole place is oh, green. Yeah. She's it's happy. So cute. But Elsie, do you see, that, see what I mean? How purple green you guys could go hand in hand. So she she usually wears her hair in two buns, Princess Leia That's style adorable. buns. Her hair is green. Oh. And she's she, so cute. I want to meet her. She's really cute. She Can wears we get tons her on the of show? overalls. Oh my god. Yeah. So next Can time you I talk see to her, her invite her in. Yes. Okay, Elizabeth, you're coming. She's, so she's coming. Cute. Okay, done. I, I'd love to have her on the show. <laughs> Done. She's going to be on the show. All right, let's see what we can do. Um, thank you for talking about her. Yeah, I'm okay. so glad. Yeah, you guys should all, all right. know her. And if you live in Brooklyn, look for her. Say hi. Her name's Elizabeth. Oh, I want to meet her. Okay, you so we're going to uh, finish out this segment with a uh, game oh, I before love we go to the interview with Philip here. Uh, because that's one of the things we do on the show. Yeah. And it'll give us a little warm up here. Yes. Yes. And uh, I would like to play a game. The reason I thought about going to the game is I thought about colors. Yes. Green, purple. And there's another. <laughs> We're both like, yes. Yes. There's another great color called silver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was really a bad. <laughs> I don't know why. We both, both were like, yes. Is the color Speaking is of silver. colors. Yes. Uh, Can this... I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Hugh Jackman worked with <gasps> Patrick Stewart. Yes. No, Pat, yeah. listen to me. I'm talking. I'm listening. This I'm is reacting. <laughs> okay. It's what we do on a Hugh podcast. Jackman yeah. worked with Patrick Stewart on Conspiracy Theory, who worked with Julie. No, no, no. I take it back. Okay. Hugh Jackman worked with Patrick Stewart on X-Men, who worked with Julia Roberts on Conspiracy Theory, who worked with Kevin Bacon in that movie where they zapped each other out of comas Flat and stuff. Oh. There right. we go. Snaps. Boom. So you're five five degrees away from Kevin Bacon. Not bad. All right. Well, she did it. Yeah, she, she did. the dots. <clears throat> Nicely done. That was amazing. Man, I feel like I have a great Kevin Bacon thing and I'm just forgetting. But What, you mean your you connection really to Kevin well Bacon? There. Yeah, I feel like I have a. I just thing. couldn't remember the name of the movie yeah. Conspiracy Theory or Flatliners, so I had to look it up, but I didn't look up that both. That was pretty amazing. I got you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, what did what what have you been on any TV shows or movies? Uh, yeah. Let me list my resume. <laughs> for you, no, just kidding. No, just no, 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 no. I mean, I know you've I, done lots of stuff. No, but it would be it would be through it would probably be through like a mentor or a coach okay. or something like that. And, you know, I, I, I'm going to have to look it up, too. So, I don't mean to underestimate you there, kid. I know you're, like, super accomplished actor and lots of great stuff. I just winked at Mark. <laughs> See, it's like when, you, when, no, when there's no cameras on us, I have to say what I do. <laughs> and now I'm crossing my arms. That's right. <laughs> um, can you tell us about the color silver? Oh, I yeah. I want to know about so, this. So, there's this game uh, that I like to play called Silver Lining, um... in which in every... Horrible story. There always seems to be a little silver lining. Okay. So the objective of the game okay. is to uh, propose a horrific situation, which you can't even begin to imagine the possibility that there could be a silver lining. Oh man! And okay. the recipient person playing the game has to uh, come up with the silver lining. So the way it would start is, let's say Danielle and I are playing. We'll demonstrate. Okay. Uh, is uh, I would. Begin the tale. I would t I would describe the horrible situation. Okay. And then you would pick it up by saying, 
But the good news is, or okay, okay. the silver lining is, <laughs> I love this. You know, okay. that, yeah, that we'll use that phrase. But the silver lining is, <laughs> okay, great. And then somehow make something positive, however not PC it may be. I love this game. Okay, so that <laughs> already that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. All right. So uh, what I'd like to do is, Philip, why don't you give Danielle yes a topic that she can create the horrible situation out of okay right. so i'm going to be creating the horrible situation yes yeah and, and i will give the silver you're lining be the silver in this lining. demonstration okay all right so yeah give me a suggestion all right a magician's assistant dies in front of an entire audience okay okay like she gets sewn, sawed sawed in half okay mark i have a court hearing next week because my magic act did not go as well as I thought, and I'm going to be charged for manslaughter, I think, because I killed my assistant, Gertrude. Mark, do, did you hear what I said? I murdered someone. I literally killed someone. I don't know. I, I just, oh, my God. It was totally a mistake. It, like, worked every time with that saw, and then they changed out my saw, and then nothing was prepped right. And I just, like, what? what I I, I understand you're having a problem here, Danielle, and I appreciate that you're very yeah, stressed. Yeah, I'm having a big problem, Mark. Take a breath. Grab a paper bag, something. Okay. The, there is a silver lining to all this. Okay. Believe it or not. That's hilarious. I'd love to hear yes, it. Yes. The silver lining is, first of all, there's one less person in the way of your level of success within what? the magic world. No, but she was my assistant. I know, but she would have learned from you, eventually probably killed you. And then she would have gone on, taken your place, and she huh. would have become famous, and you'd become just the person that was dumb enough to get killed. Mm. Now she's the person dumb enough to get killed. So yeah. that's the first piece of silver line. The second one I'm really is, buying this. That's actually helpful. <laughs> that's good. Okay. And then the second is, is clearly there's something wrong with this saw. I think yeah. there's grounds for a lawsuit here. Yeah. Was there a proper warning on the saw? Yeah. Don't use it in this manner. Don't use it in a magic trick. You could probably sue, get a lot of money, and bankroll yourself for the rest of your magic career. Yeah. So I see really two silver linings. And you know what? I'm going to sue the the magic school of Long Island because I think they were a fraud. Yeah. So, so thank three. you. There you go. That's your silver line. <sighs> wow. So Brilliant. that's how you, that's that's the idea. Of the Poor game. Gertrude, though. Oh. But you're right. She would have stolen my thunder. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. That's a cool premise, Phil. Uh, yeah. All right. So more silver linings here. All right. right. So more silver linings. So uh, how about um, I will uh, pitch an idea to you. Okay. You're going to pitch to Danielle. Okay. And Danielle will. Uh, I'll find the silver lining. You'll find the silver lining. Okay. So a torrential downpour. All right. Yeah. So Danielle, my better umbrella, which is supposed to, you know, be indestructible. Uh Uh-huh. I was walking Uh you know down fifth avenue the other day yeah and a torrential downpour not just a torrential downpour but like i guess like one of the things with the water came down and literally like Like turned my yeah like a gutter like a gutter situation a truck came by swerved and like just i mean i was just soaking wet and my better umbrella at the same time got hit with a gust of wind got turned down inside out And I was wearing snakeskin shoes. So you were just wearing snakeskin shoes? Yeah, I was. But yeah. hey, you know what, Philip? Mm. I know that you're a dancer. Mm. And I know that that you made a good situation out of this because mm. you 
have a viral video of you doing singing in the rain. So, you know what? I see you in rain and I think Gene Kelly. So, you know what? I'm sorry about your snake skin, but listen, who wants to kill snakes these days anyway? It's good that they're ruined. It's good that they're gone. You know, get the faux stuff next time. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm very pro-animal, so I'm actually glad that those are ruined. Yeah, now Um, I'm a vegan. Great. Now you're a vegan. Wow. Wow. I've, oh my God, I've converted him. You've changed my life. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you. You're welcome. Go sing in the rain. (laughs) Silver lining, everybody. And no, there is a video of him, by the way. It's funny. Okay. I totally didn't even think about that. I hilarious. know, and I did. There is a video of Philip, everyone. Go watch it. It's funny, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, awesome. Very good. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, let's do one. Elsie, you want to jump in on this? Sure. All right. So, Elsie Elsie is going to uh, have the problem. Okay. okay. And you, Philip, are going to be the silver lining. Okay. Uh, Daniel, why don't you give the LC prompt? Okay. the prompt? All right. <clears throat> um, plane crash. Sorry. Well, there was a plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the problem. And um, go. <gasps> everyone I knew was on it and died. Yeah, but the silver lining is that one, you're alive. Two, like flying was at the top of your bucket list. And so you literally hit the top and the bottom at the same time. Everything crossed off. Done. So you're actually like victorious in many ways because you're the only survivor. So if this was a game, you'd be the one on top and alive. And you were flying. So congratulations. I'm very lonely. <laughs> okay, what's, what's the silver lining? That's the silver lining. She's alive <laughs> and she flew. Bucket list. Boom. Okay. Um, the silver lining of you being uh, a lonely is that you don't have to share any of your wealth when you make a lot of money. Oh, that's true. And now... So you were saying I was in everybody's will that died? Yes. Also, this <laughs> also this is a great lifetime uh, I can just feel uh, just a great lifetime biopic movie yes. coming yeah. for you. Plus, yeah. you got away with the crime. That's right. Who said I crashed the plane? I don't know. I see that as the only possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pilot. Exactly. Elsie. All right. Well done, Elsie and Philip. Thank you very much. Uh, let's uh, pause for a moment. When we come back, it's going to be time for a lot less improv, a lot more Philip. Oh, that sounds good. Everything about Philip Atmore and his journey and his professional mission as an actor <laughs> and a hoofer. So, yeah. He's a performer. Back with the dance. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Philip Atmore, uh, thank you very much, Danielle, for the introduction. This oh, is yeah. Danielle's get. Uh, so uh, 
quickly, 10 seconds or less, uh, how do you know Philip? Uh, I met Philip. Oh, gosh. I Okay. Um, I first <laughs> met his wife because his wife and I volunteer with this organization called Treasures. Yes. It is an anti-sex trafficking organization. Fantastic. And then I was introduced to Philip via Joy and found out that Philip and I were in the same industry. Uh, do you have a shout out for Treasures uh, website or anything? Absolutely. Um, I... I believe it might just be treasuresla.com. Harmony Dust Grillo is the founder, and it's in great. Los Angeles and New York. Shout out. Nicely done, everybody. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great organization with a great mission. Mm. Absolutely. Thank you. Glad, glad to see that you both have uh, actively supported it. Very nice. Yes. Love it. Okay. So, Philip, let's, let's start here. Uh, why is it important for you to spend your time doing what it, you do? Why this? Why being an actor versus nothing else in life? Is this what you're doing now? Or is this who you are? Wow. That's <clears throat> well, I, I think that to be an actor is to be a storyteller. I think to be an actor is to be a storyteller. And mm -hmm. so you are constantly, whether you know it or not, invested in how to be a better storyteller in everything that you do. And so it it actually has less to do with the product on stage and more to do with the process off stage. Oh, I love that. And so for me, that's, that's why it's important if you're passionate about the arts, but specifically about theater and mm -hmm. film and TV and, and storytelling. Um, that's, that's why that's important for me. All right. I'm going to ask you to do something a little embarrassing, and that is no worries. can you um, mm -hmm. give me an elevator pitch about yourself? <laughs> okay. Oh wow! So, so a lot yeah. of times, a lot of times, actors I love this. when they win awards or yeah. when they do this, they're trying to highlight the things they think casting directors or directors are looking for. Mm. Uh, I was the principal in this. I was this. But if if I was trying to sell you to somebody else, mm. what is what is it that I would say as you unabashedly <laughs> and immodestly boast about yourself from end to end. Yes. Um, I'd say Philip Atmore, So You Think You Can Dance alumni, three-time Astaire Award winner, actor, dancer, and singer, SAG and AFTRA, has worked with everyone from Hugh Jackman to Patti LaBelle to Sam Shepard. Very versatile actor, singer, and dancer. Hire him. Yeah. That's very nice. I love the hesitation that you had before you went into that <laughs> <laughs> that little clearly memorized spiel. No, I'm just well, you know what? I have his website here because yeah. I love stalking Philip. And it <laughs> says he's an artist, <clears throat> catalyst, and visionary. Ooh. And those knowing you who wrote are that? so true. Who did write that? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm interested in that. G genuinely. I, yeah. I, I mean no disrespect. No, I love that. Yeah. It's really something on your own website to refer to yourself as a visionary. Mm. Explain yourself. So I personally believe – I personally believe that you – no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I personally believe. Yes. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. I personally believe. In is my there any other way to believe? My personal truth. Is, yeah, this is uh, – no. except for like you exactly. know, brainwashing. Then yes. you don't personally believe yes. you – impersonally believe I guess mm -hmm. there is the entertainment industry and then there's the artist and I think that the two are supposed to marry you mm -hmm. know we're supposed to thrive in this business known as the entertainment industry 
But I believe that an artist without vision is an artist that does not transform society. What's the difference? Excuse me for interjecting. Yeah, no, What's you're the good. difference between an artist with vision mm. and a visionary? No, I love that. I, I think that they're one in the same. Anyone with vision is a visionary. Okay. And so if you're an artist uh, with vision, it means that you are not existing for what is out there in the entertainment mm -hmm. industry. You're willing to jump through the hoops and to, you know, play different roles and settle for this or mm -hmm. that, but it's not all that there is. Yeah. And in some ways you are um, excited about eventually breaking through molds and setting trends through what you create. And I have seen this firsthand just within the last year, like on your Instagram, on your Facebook, Philip has these things called daily dance it out <laughs> and guys just look up the hashtag hashtag daily dance it out <laughs> where he creates videos and mm -hmm. every day every day there's something that he does mm. and hence <laughs> the singing in the rain video was created and there mm. you go and that in and of itself i think has inspired kids and adults and whoever to do their own daily dance it outs mm. like oh well if, he, if he's doing this hashtag <clears throat> i want to dance every day mm. have you have you been able to uh catch the attention of ellen degeneres with a dance little dance it out not yet daily but the dance, funny sorry, thing is that yeah the funny thing is that i actually performed on her show when i got kicked off of so you think you can dance oh. and so um yeah i i mean that was that was a fun experience but um so you've met her I have met Ellen. So that would be wonder from Kevin Bacon because I'm pretty sure he's been on that show. <laughs> oh, nice. that's true. There we go. There yeah, that's go. right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Or yeah. two degrees. Two degrees. So, but no, she's not. I've sometimes, you know, I've kind of tagged her in here or there in in a few things. But um, yeah, that was that was a while ago. Um, but yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more about mm. Broadway and all that stuff yeah, in a second. Sure. But I, I have one more uh, specific question about sort of identity mm. uh it's always been my opinion that there are essentially two types of performers mm. i won't limit it to actors because mm -hmm. i think this goes for singers and even maybe dancers yeah uh and, and to some degree models but i mm. less so but i'll talk about actors yeah. there's the actor that it is their business and acting is essentially their product or their service that they right. execute right and they they it is not in every fiber of their being mm -hmm. but they work to master it they work to be good at it and they undertake it as a business mm -hmm. the complete opposite global polar opposite of that would be sort of the um black box theater immerse themselves in some bastardized version of Shakespeare. <laughs> um, and I'm not making fun of anything. No, here. I'm no saying, I know. And they, we just they, understand. They, they will always be working in a bookstore somewhere. And yeah. it's just about living to be a part of theater mm. or acting because it's just who they must be as a poet, as a, as an artist. Mm they will very, very unlikely ever make any significant living from that. Mm. 
but they may act more often mm-hmm. than the person who is doing it as a business mm. because the person who's doing it as a business doesn't want to get mired into spending their time doing rehearsals and yeah. readings and all this for stuff that nobody's going to see, mm-hmm. nobody cares about and doesn't get any attention and mm-hmm. doesn't, it, it may increase their craft, but it may not increase their visibility and growth in the industry. All right. So my question to you mm. Although I do understand that even working on Broadway means you have achieved some level of success. Being on So You Think You Can Dance mm-hmm. is some level of success. Mm. Neither is the highest potential rung of success within the entertainment industry that one can achieve in those things. Yeah. That's not taking anything away from you. No. It's amazing you have achieved those things. But I'm saying that both of those, one could argue, is a commercial path. Totally. So my question for you yeah. is, in terms of your identity, where do you sit on this? I love that you brought this up. I think you have to be willing to say no for the sake of creative integrity if you're in the entertainment industry and you're passionate about your craft. You have to. There's always going to be an intersection point where um, you could keep working And it's time to take a break so that you can kind of process the latest things that have happened in life and understand what you, the new things that you have to say as an artist, or you just keep moving forward until you burn out, but you're making money. And for me, I love that you've asked this question because I several times have hidden in Edinburgh, Scotland for three months at a time to write, rest, heal, Mm. and in some ways rediscover the new things that I've had to say. Yeah. And Edinburgh, Scotland, if, you, if you're if you not familiar, for those who are listening, is the home of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival where there are, <clears throat> every summer in August, the population triples. There's yeah. oh, over 30, so cool. you know, something like 3,000 shows um, of the, this type of work, that the work that no one would ever pay to see sure. commercially. And it's the weird stuff, but it's a, it's, it's a platform where people can discover and risk and and i love atmospheres where no one can see me but the things that are coming out i know um whether commercial or in a commercial field or not what i have to say is meaningful and i think that i think every artist has to deal with that at some point Switching gears a little bit, can yeah. you talk about the first moment that you really felt like you had made it as an mm. actor? Whether you've gone <laughs> the whole distance, <laughs> no, I, I get that, dude, yeah. and I know yeah. I know all of us at this yeah. in this studio get this. Where mm. you get to this rung, a rung that was impossible, yeah. you never thought you'd reach. That's yeah. heaven. You get to it and you go, "All right, that's pretty cool." Yeah, look at the rungs above me. I want to be there. Mm. There's always another rung up there. Right. So, so, and maybe when you get to the highest rung, you go, "God, I just wish I had some time for me." And then that's a different kind of rung. <laughs> yes. Guess, right. Yes. But my question is, mm. there must have been a moment in which you at least broke through some ceiling. Yes. Yeah. That you mm. you said, you know, good glory, I cannot believe this has happened to me. Mm. No, I love that. Can you that. describe what that was like and what it was for? Yes. Um, I definitely will say that it was for Broadway, just in the Broadway industry. I hadn't realized um, until maybe my third time performing at the Tony Awards, that whole 
season um, and I was being called in for things and being considered for principal roles and um, and de- all of this without an agent, um, I think that's when I realized, oh, I, I think in some ways I've made some kind of significant mark. And I have won um, three what you call the Stare Awards, as in Fred Astaire, but they've now been – they're they changed the name. It's now called the Cheeto Awards, as in Cheetah Rivera. And I think when I won an Astaire Award for Shuffle Along, which is a Broadway show uh, that starred the amazing Audrey McDonald and Billy Porter and Brian wow. Stokes Mitchell. I mean, working with people that as a teenager in theater, I had always looked up to and then kind of rubbing shoulders with them. And then Audrey McDonald tweeting about my having won the Astaire Award for my performance <laughs> in Shuffle Back Along. Back to Twitter. That, wow. was, that was a moment. Are you still friendly with them? Yes, yes. I mean, we were like a family. And so, I mean, I, you know, I don't sit down and have like, you know, <laughs> coffee with Audrey every day. But, you know, we were essentially like a family. And if I ran into anyone on the street, um, there would be hugs and maybe tears. But um, that was a special show because of the content in terms mm-hmm. of it being about the first African-American yeah. show on Broadway that trans that inspired a lot of what you see on Broadway. But but when I won the Astaire Award, it was it was also a bit of a convergence point because they also honored Nigel Lithgow from oh. So You Think You Can Dance the same year. And so I was able to honor him for his contribution with oh, So You Think You so Can neat. Dance and um, wow. receive my award as best male dancer. Validation. And, uh, yeah, and then the next day I had a meeting with an agent and got rejected. So, <laughs> yes, you know, that you, is so, so we're always nice. climbing. I, and, and I would like to say yeah. the fact that that agent rejected you, <laughs> I think you were probably well served by that rejection. Yes, absolutely. Because if, that, if they rejected you, it can only be one of two things: they just couldn't take someone like you because mm. they had too many of That's people right. like you that mm-hmm. physically look like you at yeah. type. Yeah, or the guy's an idiot. <laughs> It's Thank true. You. And you yeah. know what I will say, too, about just having known Philip for a few years? I remember when I found out that he was um, he finished his Hello, Dolly contract. But I said, wait, Philip, isn't Hello, Dolly still on Broadway? It's not closing yet. Where? <laughs> wait, where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> and he left to go do a, sh- a regional show mm. because he he had an integrity in a, in a different way and he played the lead in this show and sure. you know and so that yeah. just seeing that for me as an artist inspired something in me and i went oh okay it, whatever yeah. level it is i'm yeah. i'm allowed to ebb and flow i'm not married to this commercial yeah, contract right. or whatnot and they call that uh you know in a long running broadway show they would call that situation golden handcuffs because Oh, funny. You know, you'll stay in something yeah. because of the money, yeah. and then you'll never. I don't want to speak this over anyone who's in a Broadway show, long running show. Congratulations, but you know there are situations where you have an opportunity to do something that you've never done before yeah. that you've always wanted to do, or stay and make money. And it's either take a risk or not, and continue to accrue. And and sometimes it works out amazingly for you, and yeah. sometimes you're Brian Dunkelman from yes. American Idol, who exactly. Yeah, left American Idol to go pursue <clears throat> a film career, and yeah. now drives Uber. Right, right. So you know, I mean, good for him for putting yeah. food on the table. Wow. I'm not making fun of him, but yeah. I'm saying, yeah. you know, uh, he made a choice. Yeah, it didn't pan out. Right. I didn't he even was, know it. Yeah, he was probably. Wow. It's widely thought that he was fired. 
mm. but or just not renewed. And but he left. supposedly he left because here's this huge opportunity at a major yeah. platform, and he's just trying to leverage it into something, and it wow. just didn't materialize. And maybe he got yeah. bad advice. Who knows? Yeah. But um, I'm sure a lot of people are really wondering what it's like for the people doing a Broadway show. <laughs> and I know it's a little different being a principal mm -hmm. that is someone someone came to see the show for. Right. <laughs> because you really have to be on every night. There, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I don't mean to belittle anyone else that's no, critical no, no, to the no. show. Every piece, every person is an important mm -hmm. piece of the machinery. But um, what is it like for you because I do understand also they're not very forgiving on Broadway. <laughs> you know, if you're yeah. sick, too bad. If you're mm. you know injured, too bad. And right. I know I'm exaggerating, but yes. and if you miss a stop, you could be fired. <laughs> if you know, at least that's that's what the perception the perception right? yes, is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So mm. what's it like? Eight shows a week. Mm -hmm. Week after week after week after week after week <laughs> to do the exact same thing. Yes. What's the what's it like physically leading up to the show every day? Describe mm. the experience for you, what your days are like, how you make sure you stay ready for the show every day, mm. watching what you eat, mm. watching how you sleep, not getting sick. And then the fact that you have to go and be in front of thousands of people mm -hmm. and do it like it's the first time. Yes. Because it's the first time for them. Yes. Well, I the yeah. I was just gonna say not only that, but the the physical demands right. on the mm, roles yes. I've seen Philip do That's because true. he is tap dancing or dancing <clears throat> or doing yeah. barrel roles <laughs> or I absolutely no that as well as like the freshness of the yeah. first time well, and I then it's about, like what about the physical demands on his body? I as well? think about oh the bodies and I also think about yeah. not not taking anything away. Yeah. Just, I'm really happy you said that, Danielle, no, it's because it's. A, but I think about people who are doing these huge vocal parts. I mean, Adina yeah. Mazzell and Wicked, for example. Yeah. What she did to her voice, mm. she, I don't know why she left the show, but I got to assume at some point it was just exhaustion. Mm. You can only do that for so long. It's, you know, it, uh, um, recently saw uh, Brian Cranston in Network, a bravo, bravo so master top, performance. I really want to see that. Masterful, masterful performance. Mm. How he does that every night without completely blowing his voice out, wow, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and when you do an intense emotional thing, how you don't like hurt yourself like with blood pressure and stuff right. like that, give yourself a heart attack night after night after night. Okay, I'm yeah, done. No, I'm done. Great. I just answer. well, I mean, one, I mean, <laughs> over the, to you. The easy answer, the the first one is training, and so you know, hopefully you have um, invested a certain amount of time. Um, in knowing how to listen to your body, to listen to your voice. Um, you know, you've invested in private lessons and dance classes, voice and speech, vo vocal lessons. So you okay. essentially you've trained to train yourself because that's the interesting thing about graduating from student to professional is that you then realize that in the real world, it's all about self-care. And it's all about no one can say, hey, you need to go see this person. You need to listen to your body before it gets to that point. Mm. So um, all this training mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's going to make you a star. But you right. can't be a star without this training yes. to can't, allow you to survive, at least yes. in theater. have longevity without the training. That's right. what I mean. Yeah. Yes. The training is yes. honestly about wisdom and self-care. The training, because in the end, you know, after you have graduated from 
your conservatory, if that's what you're doing right now. No one is going to force you to go to acting class. No one is going to force you to go take that ballet class or get into the studio and work work some things out. And uh, I, yeah. I have I, I tend to live with a little bit of balance. So I um, don't go to classes as much as I should. But I also know that when I'm in an eight show week schedule. I also like I enjoy my time and I don't like feeling bound to a schedule. So I will more often than not, you'll find me in Bryant Park, especially on a sunny day, sitting down, journaling, having a cup of coffee and then taking a slow walk to the theater and warming my voice up. That's and then when beautiful. I get Did there, you hear that, everyone? <laughs> Go find Philip. Yeah. In Bryant, <laughs> in Bryant Park. Park. Having yes. his cup of coffee That's before. That's my quiet space. Kiss me, Kate. Yes. This, <laughs> this spring. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So I and the hardest part I would say is the rehearsal schedule, um, you know, ten to six every day leading up to mm. Tech Week and then opening, which is what I'm in and right now. Isn't that pay. funny though, Philip? Mm. That that as actors, because mm. I haven't done Broadway, but I've done Broadway schedules yes. in off Broadway shows, mm -hmm. and it's so funny to me how we rehearse ten to six, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you have to perform at eight o'clock every night, and it's like, yeah. wait, my body was used to. Yeah, whipping this out 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what do you do for a diet to keep yeah. yourself uh, yeah. physically ready? Because, I mean, I'm always interested in this, by the way, yeah. because a lot of Broadway people mm -hmm. go out to dinner after the show. <laughs> yeah. And they go out with their friends and they go to dinner, and it's they're not going out having some salmon and some broccoli <laughs> and some water. They're celebrating. Yes, yeah. And then they come back and they do all this the next night. Yeah. Now, I don't know about you. I ain't built that way. <laughs> well, again, it's listening to your body because I, I have been through seasons where, I mean, when I was doing Shuffle Along, I would come home and I'd have, it's mainly because I have no willpower, but there was a taco and I'm from LA and I love good Mexican food. And so when I find a good Mexican place, like, it's like it's over, over for me. You're like, yeah. So, you know, at, I'd come home at 11 o'clock at night and I'd go and get six tacos and then go home <laughs> <laughs> and eat them. But I, like, for instance, right now, um, as we're in rehearsals for Kiss Me Kate, I'm on a vegan diet only because um, it's a nice and it's a nice reset. I, um, you know, eventually if I get a craving for steak again, please don't kill me vegans. I, yeah. Um, well, hey, that's you know. snake skin you were wearing earlier. <laughs> exactly. I don't own snake skin. I promise. I love animals. Uh, I'm vegan for now. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Me too. <laughs> I knew yes. it. Yes. Okay. Anyway. So when, when yeah. does Kiss Me Kate go up on Broadway? So the first performance is actually on Valentine's Day. All right. Um, yes. Uh, as, so that's the first preview. And then we open March, I want to say 13th. Or and who's like playing that. leads in that? So Kelly O'Hara, who's amazing. Um, Will Chase, Corbin Blue uh, from High School Musical. Awesome. And, other, and, and Broadway. He's, he's great. Fantastic. Yes. So, and there's a whole lineup of amazing people in the company. So it'll be fun. Well, break a leg, my friend. Thank you. By the I'm way, excited. do you know the history of break a leg, the various theories on it? Do you know what? I've heard a few, but tell me. The the, the two most credible ones that I have heard uh -huh. have been, one, the things that hold up curtains are called legs, the little ah. hanger things. And the idea is that you have so many open and close of the curtains for yeah. encores that you break a leg. That was the first one ever. That's kind of fun. And the second uh -huh. one I've heard that I understand to have the most et etymological uh, credibility mm -hmm 
is that in Shakespeare days, the way that you rewarded a player is you rushed them at the stage. The audience would rush them. Uh-huh. And the idea is that you would basically get crushed and break a leg because so many people rushed you. That was the... That is So those intense. are the two most well, credible ones I've heard. Wow. That's why you say break a leg. Yeah. So That's why the stage door... That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Or neither. I don't know. <laughs> I love that one, though. So, yeah. so I, I hate to do this because I actually genuinely truly would like to spend another hour just having this conversation just from a personal standpoint but we we need to move on yeah so we're gonna take a quick break when we come back it's going to be end of show food with our producer elsie as we close the show out so we will be right back yeah breaking the sound barrier And we mean actually breaking it, like there will probably be no more sound. This is Funny People Talking. All right, welcome back, everybody, and the end of the show, which means it's time for... End of Show Food. That's right, End of Show Food, where our producer, Mm -hmm. Elsie, shares something that she has found out there in the world that excites her and she'd like to see what we think and taste it herself. Um, and I should mention to you, Philip, that the, 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 the way it goes is that once we've tasted whatever it is, uh, we give it a rating. And the rating is on the scale of chickens, but the number of chickens is entirely up to you. That it's based <laughs> I love on. It. So it could be 70 <laughs> chickens, a million chickens, whatever, 10 chickens, one chicken. Uh, and, uh, and, that's it. So, and you know, give your feedback, honest feedback on what it is we're tasting. So, yes. turn it over to you, Elsie, and see what we've got. All right. So, what I have today is called Chocolate Bar from Hell. Yes. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Spicy. It says it's beyond hot. Oh, no. And is it, it says, vegan? no, I don't think so. It's okay. I, but it's I probably can break vegetarian. Uh, and then it says on the side, not intended for children. What? I love spicy food, though. Yeah. Wow. I'm well, tacos. So, yeah. let me see. I'm scared. Yeah, it's Are milk you? chocolate. So <gasps> it's not vegan, but it is vegetarian. And it's got D- habanero. Don't eat anything you're not comfortable with. Okay, anymore. I'm going to smell it. Okay. Are you not good with spicy food? I'm not bad. But when I was, let's go back to five-year-old Danielle, I accidentally ate um a very spicy, like shriveled pepper that I thought was popcorn. Oh no! Oh, it scarred you and for I, life. And it, it kind of did, yeah. And I walked by and I was like, "Mom, it's popcorn!" And she wasn't paying attention. And she was like, oh, "Yeah." Can, and it was yeah, in New Mexico, the, so it was like the home of spice of hot delicacies. Peppers, yes, because you know they have a thing called Christmas <laughs> where you say, "I want my enchiladas." Do you want red or green? I want Christmas. That means both red and green chili. What? Yeah, it's a thing. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I was just in New Mexico. I was um, in one of my best friend's weddings. It was so beautiful. But they have their there's no joke with that spicy food. Oh, yeah. Spicy means spicy. All right. So I'm going to bring this to you and you can take pieces or whatever. So I'm excited. Okay. All right. Is it kind of a say when thing or? All right. Elsie uh, 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 has to tell us it. when we can go. All right. I'm excited. It's like spicy chocolate communion. 
<laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Break the body. Okay, it smells Ooh. okay. Smells like chocolate. I'm gonna let you guys all take a bite first, okay. and then let me know. Yeah, we'll let you know. Chicken. Okay. But you know, <laughs> chicken. You know, a lot of times, um, they like chips, especially they'll say super crazy hot, you're gonna die, and then you eat it, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. right. right exactly. Well, we're about to give this some chicken, yes. so all you right. guys all right. got quite a tolerance for spice. So right. it doesn't right. smell as spicy as I would expect. It doesn't smell no. spicy. It smells like chocolate. Go. Okay, go for it. Guys. All right, ready to go. I'm watching. Everyone looks great. They're chewing. Mm-hmm. Where does Sorry, the spice come in? Oh, it oh. came quickly. Wow. <coughs> oh, God. Is it really hot? It's. Do you it, know what? It's surprisingly hot. It does start. You start to feel it right away. I think what I would do for you. Elsie's <laughs> face. <laughs> it's Danielle, not. Mm-hmm. Should I, I not do it? I think you should take a tiny, tiny, tiny bite of tiny it. Tiny bit. Okay, look but, at the, look at this sliver right okay. here. <clears throat> yep. you'll you'll experience, but it won't kill you. It that part of your tongue will be on fire, but it's fine. It's tasty. Yeah, it I tastes like it. it's surprising. <clears throat> this is hot. This yeah. is this is like. <gasps> it's like hot tamale. Well, yeah. I had a sliver of a sliver Ooh. of a sliver. Well, it's like it's literally like habanero and this is this is like ghost pepper good. hot. Yeah. No, it's not that hot because it goes away. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't linger. Like ghost pepper, oh, wow. Ghost pepper stays and stays. And the stays. cool thing, I feel like the chocolate kind of, you know, how Chills you drink, they say drink milk yeah. after you. Yeah. That's yeah. what I feel like. It's kind of tempers it. Not bad, though. Yeah, All having right. the chocolate with it is. It's tasty, though. Yeah. So how many chickens do you give it, Philip? I So if it, on a scale of 1 to 10 chickens on taste i give it a 10 cuz it's tasty okay in terms of spice but i'm a bit crazy and i have kind of a high tolerance <laughs> i give it a 5 you okay know. oh cuz the cho- cuz the milk chocolate tempers it you know great and what about you danielle <clears throat> um i'm you know what just cuz i think this is like really cool oh i'm having our time i'm going <laughs> to oh i'm going to give it um, 99 out of 150 chickens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Only it because it's my own fear taste. deduction? No, you know what? Gosh, I want to give it more than that because I really like the marketing. I think it's funny. I think they did a good thing. It's just not. Yeah. You know, for me personally, it's my not opinion. my job. <laughs> Mark, uh, what do you think? I'm going to give it uh, 89 out of 100 chickens. And okay. here's why. <clears throat> The chocolate itself, I felt, was a little cheap. It, mm. it was oh, like, no. um, it was like one of those cheap, like Hershey's. Easter bunny, right. Easter chocolate, Easter bunnies Got that you, you might yeah. get at the dollar store kind of chocolate. The Not Cadbury's, but I get it. But most of the eighty nine is because finally someone that meets expectations for how hot something is on in candy. Because I, I've had plenty of spicy or peppery mm. chocolate before mm. that I'm just like, well, it's delicious, eh. but it didn't wasn't yeah. exciting. Right. This was this was yeah. impressive. They really go there. What about you, Elsie? I would say um, seventy chickens out of seventy two. Gotcha. Mm. And what's your deduction for? I'm um kind of on the same like the chocolate was good, but it wasn't mm. super high quality. Yeah. Okay. But it was mm-hmm. but it was quality, don't get me wrong. Tasty, but not yeah. Cadbury's. But I am I am impressed <laughs> yeah. that they gave the heat that they promised. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's nice to somebody. Not seventy two percent dark <clears throat> cacao. Cacao. It's a great word. Then it would be seventy two <laughs> out of seventy two. There you go. <laughs> they they oh they well, they gave the heat that they promised. Yeah. 
Thanks for bringing that in, I'll say, though. Because sure. yeah, you know nice what? One. That's like a fun gift, especially for someone you know that loves spicy stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stocking right? stuffer. How right? about that? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Good stocking stuff. Nicely done. All right. And uh, thank you, Elsie. Great, sure. great job. It's great. No problem. Uh, Philip, how can people connect with you and the things that you're doing? Follow along with yes, you. Yes, that's right. I'm on Instagram at Philip Atmore and also hashtag Daily Dance It Out on Facebook as well. So, But Instagram is definitely the way. And I have a website as well, um, philipatmore.com. So. Great. All right. Well, two L's, two T's. And go see Kiss Me Kate on yes. Broadway. And when and, and when Philip comes out at some point, just give him a shout out from the audience in the middle of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, at the stage door. Shout Throw me out spicy the chocolate. Are you the spicy chocolate? Of those? <laughs> I, am, I am the spicy chocolate. That's, the yes. that's, your, that's your, new, your new hashtag. Spicy chocolate. Yeah, that's right. That's my stage name. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Philip Atmore, a, a, quite a gentleman, a very nice guy. Guy, a very funny guy. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. And best of luck with uh, what I believe will be a huge career. Thank so, you. Yes. I perceive that. Thank all you. right. Uh, so you are a visionary after all. <laughs> uh, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's It's been a gas. I uh, really appreciate you joining us yet again. We'll have another great show next week for Elsie. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and thanks for being here, Philip. Oh my gosh, I love you. you. I'm Mark Rako and we'll see you next time. Bye bye, everybody. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. It's funny people talking. This has been Funny People Talking, a production of Mouth Media Network, copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.